COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, Heartland of America. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. You can find me on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. You can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, Google Play Store, and other platforms like it. Shenanigans! 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 Breaking news: People in Oklahoma need to fight HB two. This will this will kill the best medical marijuana program in the country in the state of Oklahoma if this bill is not fought. This is going to cartelize 
the medical marijuana scene in Oklahoma, which has been driven mostly by small businesses, you know, small caregivers, um, craft cannabis, and people that love the plant and love the people that do it. So let's talk about this. HB27 or HB2272, the anti-small business bill. Representative Joseph West has introduced a bill that essentially wipes out the ability to enter into the cannabis business if you are not a large operation with a lot of cash to, cash to throw around. To clarify up front, We Tech AI does not believe this legislation was, was introduced with malicious intent. This article is observational, observational and lets you know what we believe the fallout from passing this bill would be. HB 2272 proposes a few things we feel are dangerous to small businesses. One, a cap on the number of licenses per year. Licenses will be given as vouchers to be redeemed as licenses within 60 months. Two, transferable licenses with a fee of 2500 paid directly to the OMM Double A purchase fee of twenty five thousand must also be paid by the person receiving the license to the Oklahoma Tax Commission. Three, a requirement on the number of plants you must be growing per month, as well as a revenue requirement for processors: fifty plants per month minimum, five thousand a month in revenue for processors, calculated on a twelve month rolling average. A lot of people are wrong about this one. This is part of the bill that does not mean 50 new plants per month. Simply 50 active plants. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Now, before we get into things, here's, a, here's help to help you contact your representatives. We've been on the phone all week. You should make some calls or send some emails yourself. The reasoning behind the bill. Weed Tech AI founders Charles Poole and Seth Peterson questioned Representative West on the reasoning for introducing this bill via Facebook. I have included screenshots here. West responded with a statement, and we see it as the backbone of the bill. This was passed on the ballot as a medicine, and we must regulate it as such. That's why the craft caregivers and the, um, ca the cannabis professionals in Oklahoma are the as well as the patients themselves should be the one to decide. It should not be up to these activist um, lawmakers that are trying to uphold the reefer madness status quo and hate the plant and hate the people that use the plant. It should not, lawmakers should not be allowed to play doctor, period, point blank. Yet this is what they're trying to do under the guise of, of quote unquote, regulating it as medicine. Oh, you got to call that bluff, my dude. You got to call that bluff. We have a thriving medical marijuana industry in the state of Oklahoma. That being said, we also have a thriving black market industry in the state of Oklahoma. And you would have that. You would have that if you didn't even have medical marijuana. So, so wanting a wide-scale crackdown because, you know, it's, it's, the, the, the program is just a little too liberal for your taste. That's not, that's some BS. We have to call this as what it is. This is a guy that hates the plant and hates the people that use the plant. And he's trying to do this under the guise of public safety. We have a thriving medical marijuana industry in the state of Oklahoma. 
That being said, we also have a thriving black market industry in the state of Oklahoma that is being that is undercutting the businesses that have done it right. Capping licenses is the first step in helping control the black market, along with seed to sale. Oh man, they're adding some tyranny. We gotta fight this. Okay, now that you're totally in the know, here's a response to the bill from Representative Scott Fat Fatgitter. He joined the conversation on Facebook. Here's a link to that conversation. Those quotes are taken from different points in the conversation, but hopefully not out of context. If you see errors, let us know. A response to HB 2272 by Charles Poole. The ability to sell an active license is a start, but how does turning licenses and vouchers into a fixed amount commodity not prevent new people from getting into the industry with the same small barrier of entry as everyone who is in it now? I think everyone needs to be honest with what this bill is trying to accomplish. It's not trying to protect us, protect us from bad actors. It is to appease everybody who's concerned about the number of licenses and competition. I haven't seen anybody supporting this bill who said that the Chinese are buying up huge amounts of land. The way it's going, the prices are going to drop out the bottom. I don't see why we want a market with... I don't see I don't see why we don't want a market with strong competition to separate the wheat from the chafe. Mature markets work like that, right? The cost nor the cost normalizes against production and we're out of the gold rush stage. And that's good for the patient. If the fear is outside actors coming in and buying land and massively producing product, then fix the 20% direct indirect ownership. Stop letting lawyers and accountants hold licenses for outside entities and profit share all the money out of state. All right, yeah, bingo. The above was previously misattributed to Scott Fatgitter. Why license caps will not help against the black market problem. I want to start off saying that black market cannabis is obviously still an issue. Rep West argues that there are too many licenses given out, which is causing the amount of cannabis available on the black market to increase. Our thoughts are that it is not the amount of licensing done causes this, but poor legislation, which allows weak regulation. We'll talk about that in another section. Now, don't get me wrong. The legislation is catching up. But the actual enforcement of the rules and regulation of the products is still incredibly lacking even a year and a half after the unity bill was passed. There are a couple of things we are going to talk about here and we're going to go point by point. The licensing cap currently going into the cannabis industry in Oklahoma is very industry is very easy. The fees are relatively small and the wait times aren't incredibly long. Now, because of the low barrier of entry, we have a large number of commercial growers, processors, and dispensary. This does mean that some of the product makes it to the black market. However, with such a high barrier of entry, people will simply revert to growing illegally and even more product will be available in the black market because those illegal growers will not be regulated. It's been done for decades and is still done now. Does Rep West think that people are incapable or unwilling to continue? Two, transferable licenses. Essentially, instead of receiving a license, you must receive a voucher to open up a business. The vouchers and licenses in general are transferable and in short supply. 
a lot of demand and, sh and short supply, that can only mean one thing. These vouchers will be sold to the highest bidder. You'll have what happened in Florida where licenses are being sold for like, like 50, 60 million dollars. Florida is a is a cartel state like most of the East Coast. Um, you only have a, a couple of big players like True Leaf, Cure Leaf, um, One Plant, Grow Healthy, Vitacan. Um, what other what other places are? Um, I think MedMen has a, some stores in Florida. Um, Rise. You only have a number of big companies with truly having the lion's share of the 300 dispensary licenses. So this whole, um, if we, if we limit the amount of people that can get licenses, you'll just have what you have in Florida where, you know, it's truly having most of the stores and, um, you know, these, these big oligarchs are, are paying are flipping these licenses for millions of dollars or are, are, are bidding on these for millions and millions of dollars. That's what you're going to have. Um, I mean, it's not going to be grown with the same love and care that a craft cannabis uh, venture can do it with. You'll just have a Florida system pretty much, in my, my estimation. This means goodbye to the small cannabis businesses in Oklahoma, period. How exactly does allowing licenses to be transferred cut down on the black market cannabis? The two seem unrelated, and we're chalking this up to a very obvious cash grab. Yes, cash grab. If a large business comes in and buys voucher from someone, what's an extra 25000 to them other than a drop in the bucket? So to sum it up, license caps will not serve to reduce the black market problem but will in fact increase it. A low barrier of entry and more importantly, actual regulation are things that will keep the black market cannabis to a minimum. Let's talk about moving forward. As a seed to sale company, we're in a unique position to be able to weigh in on the regulation and cannabis market. The founders of WeTech AI believe three things when it comes to this industry. One, small businesses shouldn't be punished for being small. This shouldn't be a surprise, but we are doing everything we can to keep costs manageable for small businesses, namely offering good software for less than everyone else. Two, regulation is key when it comes to safe cannabis. As far as Oklahoma is concerned, cannabis is medicine. Medicine should be safe, period. The fact that it will, that it is very rarely actively regulated is why bills such as HB 2272 will be introduced and is a complete failure to you as small business owners. As free as of a market of as possible. S small businesses and large companies both have a place in nearly every industry. Small businesses tend to be more passionate about their products and services than anyone else, while large companies can keep costs for patients low though there is no guarantee they will. Removing small businesses from the equation is an absolute disaster, and in my opinion, a complete mockery of the American dream. Now, now you've heard me talking about regulation, regulation, regulation. While this sounds like a daunting subject, the, tr the truth could not be further from the truth. We already have legislation in place. It is very it is a very clear and easy thing to understand. Because of this fact, all that needs to happen is the OMMA 
to actually enforce those laws. Enforce the laws you already have, period. Exactly. You know, you don't need to start new wars on drugs. You don't need to start, you know, new wars on businesses. You just need to enforce the laws you already have. That's it. This applies to a lot of things in general. And I, I don't want to, I'm not going to go in depth because I don't want YouTube to frown upon it. But let's, let's, let's get back to what we were talking about. We already have the legislation in place and it is clear and very easy to understand. Because of this fact, all that needs to happen is the OMMA to actually enforce those laws. While it is currently difficult for them to monitor every business accurately, when the state seed-to-sale system is up and running, things will be flowing rather smoothly. In conclusion, this bill has no place in what should be an open market, and all it will serve to do is bolster, not reduce the amount of cannabis on the black market, as well as shut passionate entrepreneurs like yourself out of the industry. And end of article. So this is this is their um part to sort of call contact your representatives. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the um notes. I'll just scroll through the screenshots of of, of what they emailed their reps about or what they emailed the various stakeholders. And you can always you can always pause this as well too. But, um, yeah, we have to fight this. This is going to implement tyranny in the best medical marijuana program in the country. And if they can come after this, um, you know, it's game over. You know, you're going to have mostly corporatized cannabis throughout the United States. There's going to gouge, there's going to price gouge patients and, it's just going to be millionaires in suits that don't really love the plant and love the people that use the plant and are only doing this for make large amounts of cash. That's what you're going to end up happening. You're going to kill the only small, you're going to kill one of the only small business-oriented medical cannabis programs. So this must be fought with all the energy that people in Oklahoma have, that the patients have. But again, I don't want to keep this episode too long. As always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You could also follow me on Twitter at ICSativaPod and then on Instagram at underscore IamCanvasSativa. If you want to become a Patreon and kick this podcast a few bucks a month, you can do this by going to bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. As always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h 
https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you could also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever-expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.